Welcome to this episode of Law Girl. I'm Jasmine Dea coming to you from my personal injury law firm, JD & Co., located in the heart of Midtown Toronto at Young & St. Clair. Joining me is Carlton Brown, personal trainer, a member of the Certified Professional Trainers Network, Inc., and a member of the International Sports Sciences Association. He is also a Level 3 instructor for boxing, kickboxing, and MMA. Carlton is a Level 2 kettlebell instructor, Level 2 buddy lead jump rope instructor, and Level 1 CrossFit instructor. Carlton, thank you for coming by my office today. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I invited you on my podcast to discuss injuries in the context of personal training and gym negligence. You have quite an extensive resume in the personal training and physical fitness instructor realm. How long have you been a personal trainer? I'm going on my 20th year this summer. And many more years to come? Fingers crossed. Yes, ma'am. All right. I believe that some people have preconceived notions about individuals that use personal trainers. So let's clear that up. What types of people use personal trainers? All walks of life. From the 13-year-old kid who wants to learn how to jump to the 90-year-old who wants to outlift their grandchildren. From the most elite athlete to the weekend warrior. All people use personal trainers. As you know, I was one of those people that said I would never use a personal trainer. Why would I pay someone to tell me what to do, especially if I thought it was something I was capable of taking care of myself? And unfortunately, it took a health issue in my life years ago to require me to make some positive changes. And one of those changes was regularly attending at the gym. So I wasn't just spending five minutes here or there on a, on a treadmill or picking up a Pilates class every few months. Uh, so, you know, turning to the role of personal trainer, what are you focused on doing for your clients? That's a broad question. But, so it all depends on the person. Personal training, when you hear the term personal training, the personal side comes first. So it, what we do as trainers is we try to design programs based on the person, the individual person and what their goals are and what they need for that moment, whether it be rehab or they just want to echo some steam. Build muscle, all Build that muscle, good stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> the berries, so yes. you, you're personalizing it to the, the individual. individual. You're yes. catering to that individual and what they're looking for. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, if a personal trainer is not paying proper attention to one of their clients, what types of injuries could occur? I've seen it all. Dislocated shoulders, broken ankles, twisted ankles, fainting. Heart attack. Oh my gosh. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen it all. <laughs> well, Not hopefully stroke. none yeah. of those things happen uh, with me. No. No. <laughs> um, so when when an injury occurs, oh sorry, you've seen injuries occur. Yes, I have. Okay, and you've seen them at the gym. Yep. So in terms of issues that arise at the gym, forget if it's if it's as a result of you know the trainer but if someone has a health issue at the gym um so for example there was one time i was working out and in the nearby yoga studio i recall that uh, a male was having issues and all of a sudden the paramedics rushed in who calls the paramedics who's responsible for calling if someone in the gym facility is having a health issue like with anyone who has a 
standard first aid certification, there's particular protocols. So um, there may, in that case, so you're giving the example, there may have been a person who had requested, had told someone to call an ambulance, and while that individual was providing the initial first aid for the person, but yeah, it, whether it be our front desk staff or another trainer or the managers, there's always somebody who will be the call person to call first aid, just if you, just, just, just in case. You never know. It could be something that's small, but it could be something horrible or progress to something horrible fast. Now, once upon a time, you told me a story. I don't know if you're going to kill me for saying this. We won't mention where this happened, but 911 wasn't called right away. What happened in that incident? So in at the time, the gym that I worked at, um, a member gave all the signs that they were having a heart attack. And... But they proceeded to train with the trainer that they're with at the time. And subsequently, at the end of their session, he went upstairs, he went to the washroom, and he suffered a heart attack in the washroom. Now, the staff member that uh, was the first person on site ran out to the front desk and told the front desk person to call 911. They ran back in and... They were advised by the manager at the time to know, just wait. And then the person came out again and they were like, call 911, this is a serious situation. And then they came back and uh, yeah, they called 911 after that. And the person suffered a massive heart attack and sued the organization for several million dollars and won. So... Why was there a delay in calling 911? What was the the mindset of of the individual making that decision at the gym? They wanted to save $75. That's the fee for, well, at least in Ontario, for the fees for ambulances to arrive on the scene. Oh, okay. Well, in the end, it ended up costing them a lot more than that. <laughs> so a note to all gyms. If someone's having signs of a heart attack, call 911. Don't delay. What about faulty equipment? I had an individual approach me several years ago. Uh, he was using a weight machine of some sort. And on that weight machine, something snapped and it caused him to sustain injury. Now, when he had reached out to me, it just happened. So I said, well, let's see how long it takes for this injury to heal. He was just in the early days after this incident seeing, uh, seeing his doctor to um, get various tests done to determine the extent of injury. Luckily for this individual, it wasn't too severe and he ended up being fine within a few days. It was a pulled muscle it ended up being. But are there situations in gyms where faulty equipment could actually result in serious injury? Oh, all the time that could happen. But if the managers of the particular locations, the gyms are doing their job, they would have someone regularly checking the equipment. So the likelihood of that would get significantly reduced by the upkeep, the regular maintenance of the equipment. Now, however, there are times where um, I've either heard or I've seen throughout the years that there's been negligence and yeah, uh, a clip would come out and the person's weights would fall on them and stuff, right? And it's it's common. It is common, especially with the larger change gyms because they have so many people going through there and people putting the equipment on the wrong way or 
not having enough floor staff to be able to supervise and to be able to give direction to the people who are not with personal trainers or who don't have the experience. Um, it's it happens more so than not. How often is gym equipment checked throughout the day or the week? How I don't know. How often? A good gym will have the equipment be maintenance several times a day, like or at least checked several times a day. They'll have people who are hired to just check the equipment and they'll have maintenance staff ensuring that the equipment's working properly. Lower end gyms, sometimes they never get checked at all. Are there logs? Are people keeping a checklist or log when they do those checks? When they're doing the jobs, there should be logs. There should be, yeah. Okay, and what about, um, you said there's individuals throughout the gym sort of monitoring things. Yeah, so meaning they will, like with many gyms, they have floor staff. Also too, they'll have the trainers who are working there should be double checking too because that's they're using that equipment for their job, right? And it's can only enhance their client's experience if the equipment is working properly because if it's not then it puts them at risk and it puts their income at risk so it, it should be twofold it shouldn't just be the individual person who is hired to do it also the staff should be doing it too you have mentioned to me sometimes that there are issues in the spin classroom and before you tell me i need to admit something to you that i don't know if i ever told you because i I'm too embarrassed oftentimes to say this out loud, but I'm saying it right now. I tried to spin class years ago, and I was one of those people that walked out after 15 <laughs> minutes because I couldn't do it. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, yeah, uh, clearly you haven't trained me well enough yet. Just saying, yeah. <laughs> putting that on you. Um, okay, so tell me about that. What injuries can occur in the spin room? Um, having bike not be set up properly can lead to neck injuries um, if the individual is gripping the handlebars too hard if they don't know how to position their hands during the transitions of the class the grip uh, like type issues like carpal tunnel could potentially lead to if they're gripping the handlebars too hard neck issues lower back issues knee issues if they're cycling and they're not positioning their their legs in the right way if they're flaring their legs out they can lead to knee issues misalignment ankle issues if they don't have the right shoe clips in properly or if they haven't strapped their shoes in so all sorts of issues yep okay uh what about insurance who is who is responsible for carrying insurance i know the gym obviously would have to have insurance what about personal trainers? Are you required also to hold insurance? Yes, I'm as an independent contractor, I'm required to have insurance. Also with some of my with many of my certifications in order for them to be valid, I have to carry insurance with. Have you ever had to notify your insurance about any issues? Thank God, not once my entire career. Okay, let's uh, let's hope that it stays on that track. Yeah. On that note, thanks so much for joining me, Carlton. Pleasure to see you. Thank you.